0: Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt. Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan,
1: Bat Riddle, the King of Rose. Support
0: Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is and whoever Luke Owen is, vote the Ravens. Never more.
2: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. I am Corporate Chopper Pete Quinnell and I'm joined by Randy Andy Datsun.
1: Hi Pete, how are you today? Are all your microphones working? Yep. Right, so should Ooh. we talk about Smackdown? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I've had a bit of a stressful morning um, recording the news. The uh, batteries for the microphone packs were very low for some reason. I I have no idea why, because I charged them last time I used them. That's what I do every time to make sure they're charged in order for the next time I use them. But uh, no, they were super duper low this time, so I had to record a little bit, charge them up. They took ages to charge. I had to record other bits. My internet wasn't working. I've had a very stressful morning trying to get the news done. But hey-ho, I'm here to talk about SmackDown now, so it's all fine, because the show was great, right? Yes. It was so great. I loved all of it. We're going to be so positive today guys you guys have no idea the depths of which my positivity can go mm. we're gonna rant well i'm gonna rant at the very least on this show so be warned
1: um, i'll listen and yeah. I'll, I'll i'll try and be the positive devil's advocate for for some things oh great so all the comments are gonna be
2: like see we agree with andy pete sucks Is that what it's for, yeah? Yeah, basically. Yeah, okay, cool, yeah. Uh, Yeah, let's talk about SmackDown, uh, because in the bonkers main event segment uh, that saw loads of random things happen, there was also a pretty big return. It's Braun Strowman. He's back after being suspended. Let's talk about it. And the first thing we're going to be talking about today is not just braun's return but everything that happened in this whole main event segment because goodness me a lot of things happened
1: yes and none did. of them
2: none i'm i'm keeping a tally i don't think any of them were good
1: but, we'll... but don't worry because it is the quarterly cross-brand invitational D- oh, man, he's sound like a, D- a, a balloon <laughs> deflating there. I, I,
2: I am a balloon deflating at the mention of the quarterly Brad's brand invitational. <sighs> the show made me mad, this
1: one. Mm. Um, so I, I will
2: say, fair warning, I'm probably going to rant quite a bit because I didn't really like this show. Um,
1: I'll, I'll try and be more positive mm-hmm. just to make... Just so you comment more that Pete's really negative... And yep. then I can be more popular.
2: Exactly. That's that's the way to do it. I'll be the negative one. I'll get all the heat. And then, uh, yeah, you deflect it and just say, but guys, I'm great. Mm. And then it'll be fine. So let's talk about first things first. Opening segment to start the show was not Roman Reigns for once. It was Daniel Bryan, uh, who was already in the ring. And mm-hmm. he cut pretty much exactly the same promo that he did last week. Just saying, I've never won the Royal Rumble. I really want to. Did you know? Main event at WrestleMania, road to WrestleMania, 29 other men, over the top rope, buzzer, surprises, whoa, branding. That was the entire promo, it was him just getting over all the catchphrases of the Rumble, basically.
1: It was really strange. Um, I mean, yeah, like you said, he did the same thing last week. Um, I don't think there are that many people who haven't watched the Royal Rumble and therefore are going, 30 people, 29 <laughs> people over the top rope. Both feet on the floor! I don't think anyone's doing that. Um, but I guess they have to get this over. It's probably something within the Fox yeah. deal where they have to say all of this stuff, put the adverts I out. No. I mean, um, the thing
2: is, like, I-,
1: I understand like having to
2: get over the rules and the stipulations and build hype for the show, but when you're just saying the catchphrases that you pepper out throughout the rest of the show anyway, you're not adding anything. You're just saying the yeah. same thing
1: multiple times. I mean, the Royal Rumble is a time where we do hear far too many catchphrases and far too many things that you've heard before. Like, did you know that Santino Morello was once eliminated in one second? And did you know that Kane was the leading eliminator before Roman Reigns uh, overtook him in that? But did you also know that Roman Reigns, uh, that Kane has the most eliminations of all time? And it's... I
2: I will say, every man for himself is really, you know, that's really getting... Wearing thin at this point, I unironically love those by the numbers video packages. I think they're great, doing all the stats and the numbers, saying the the mass of humanity that's entered the rumble, and you know all the stuff. I I I genuine. I love that. I love looking at the numbers.
1: To be honest, I'm just surprised that Big Show hasn't won every single rumble ever because who can eliminate the Big Show? How on earth could he be? We anyway, we're getting distracted. The the yeah. promo because it's Daniel Bryan you're like okay fine I can I can listen to Daniel Bryan talk and it's sort of nice and whatever yeah. but the content was really boring yeah. uh, I would yeah. almost have preferred if it was someone like like Braun Strowman coming out and go "you I pay people eliminated, <laughs> and I will do them all" that kind of thing <laughs> but um something something get these hands. Yeah and then he was talking and you're thinking wow this is smackdown and then you hear aj styles music you go huh is it smackdown yeah and then you see omos you're like okay well fine it's the royal rumble on sunday i don't mind this so much and then daniel bryan goes hey man what are you doing here and then he says oh it's the quarterly cross-brand invitation hall." and then you immediately go oh no this whole show is going to be like this and yep. it was
2: and and it was. That's, that's the way to sum up this show. Uh, I mean, okay. We'll say it now because they mention it several times throughout the show, but we'll get all our grievances with the quarterly brand-to-brand invitation out the way now. It makes no sense. Oh, my God. It's so frustrating because is it... Every quarter? Is it just when you feel like it? Why can't people from SmackDown go to Raw? Why didn't that happen on Raw? Does that happen after the Rumble? Are you going to have a cross brand after the Rumble? Who gets to decide who from Raw goes to SmackDown? Can people just show up?
1: It makes no sense. Like The thing is that they sort of do it and kind of go, yeah, but it's the cross brand invitational. As if fans are going to go, yeah, it's the cross brand invitational. That's a good thing. No, But instead, we're actually going, right yeah okay and
2: if it if it's such a big deal advertise it yes like, have it be an actual thing and say is- hey guys just really check into smackdown next week it's the quarterly cross-brand invitational and we're gonna have uh aj styles versus daniel bright that's gonna happen on smackdown crazy mm-hmm. right just before the rumble awesome stuff because that's a really good way to advertise
1: because the rumble's chaotic therefore we're going to have the invitation on on the, the go home show sure this and once again i'm not saying this is entirely wwe's fault because things like this can be out of their hands but the last few episodes of raw and smackdown a lot of people have been pulling double duty and it does feel like maybe there's a shortage of people who are able to travel to the shows because of obvious reasons and that they went crap. We really don't have enough for Smackdown. And there was a report yesterday. I believe that it's backstage in WWE is as bad as it ever has been. And scripts are just being ripped to shreds everywhere. And yeah, this felt like, man, we're really short on people for this week. But then they did have enough eventually. But then they went, oh, no, but I've already called up all these other guys and they're on their way. So we're going to have to put them on the show somehow. Um, so, yeah, so this 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 segment led to the main event. Which... Yeah, so, so, so they made the match of AJ Styles
2: versus Daniel Bryan. Yeah. And Bryan teased in that segment, he was like, if you were a real man, you'd come out without Omos. Without and I was like, I mean, okay, it's a really dumb way to set it up. But AJ mm. versus Daniel Bryan... Without any shenanigans, I'd love that. Hope they don't screw it up.
1: Yes, and they didn't because this match was perfect. Um, mm-hmm. No, so this match was 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 good for about
0: Ooh, four or actually, five minutes.
2: Before we get to that, there were a couple of backstage segments just teasing what happened oh, later yeah. on in the show. So there was one bit where Sami Zayn uh, approached Shinsuke Nakamura backstage, and Sami was like, "Hey, we have history together." And, you know, I was your liberator, artist collective. Also, first match in NXT. Remember, that was against me. Everything great that you've done in WWE is because of me. I'd really like it if you could repay the favor now. Do you have my back? Shinsuke then told him to go to hell for some reason.
1: Yeah. So Shinsuke has turned face, I think. 110%, yeah. They've just done it in a really weird way way kind of like he did well in the in that match in the gauntlet match there you go
2: yeah it was a really good start to a face turn and then they just went and now he's face i was like yeah. there needs to be a little bit more follow yeah, up. The, because the initial part of that in the gauntlet was fantastic yeah, they because follow he made,
1: through. yeah because he's a heel and they played off on this briefly in this match the whole oh man but he's been a heel for so long with cesaro and cesaro is still a heel but they're still tag mates, I guess. They haven't there's, there hasn't been a breakup angle. They haven't said, "Oh, I'm no longer tagging with you." No, um, and,
2: and it, it doesn't even have to be a breakup angle. It's them just saying, "Like we're not tagging anymore." Because when yeah. Cesaro was on commentary initially, and they literally asked him, "Just being like, what's the deal with you and Nakamura?" He's like, "Oh, you know, a lot of uh, respect between us, and you know, friendly friendly rivalry." It's like, I thought you were a tag team. Like, he's yeah, been tagging for a long time. You talking, talking about
1: champions? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it didn't... Right, so that didn't make any sense because they were playing off that and then and then we'll get to it later but then they just, and they just sort of forgot it immediately. Yeah, so the match starts mm-hmm. with Daniel Bryan and AJ. That lasts four, five minutes maybe? And it was really good. And it was really good, minute. shockingly. And yeah. then Sami Zayn comes out and mm-hmm. in itself, that's like, okay, that's his character. He He's a bit of a... He's, he's, a, he's annoying. He comes out with With signs and stuff um and then wwe just kind of spammed the rest of the match with everyone possible and i'll let you take it i'll let you try and run it down
2: okay so it's like someone was watching the show and they had the run-in button and they were Mm -hmm. like we'll do a (laughs) run-in okay that was fun we'll do a run-in yeah and they just kept going so, Sami Zayn came out, had his signs. One of his signs that he had was Biggie is not my IC champion, or whatever. Still playing off his thing for some reason. That really angered Biggie enough to also then come out, beat up Sammy on the outside, and then throw him into Cesaro, who was on commentary. Daniel Bryan, everyone kind of got into a brawl on the outside. Daniel Bryan still in the match, then dived onto everyone on the outside for reasons. And then Sami Zayn came in and uh, made a, a DQ. Everyone started brawling. And I was like, okay, we're getting the big multi-person thing. Every man for themselves. It's the Royal Rumble this weekend. It's probably going to end with someone standing tall, throwing everyone else over the top rope. Fine, sure, whatever. Shinsuke Nakamura comes out. Okay, I'm like, okay, another person to add to the whole multi-man thing. Sure, whatever. Every man for himself, except the three baby faces then stood tall and then it went to an ad break and I was like, wait, they're not doing a multi-man tag match now, are they? And we came back from the ad break and they did. Um, and during that little brawl as well, it's a really great moment between Nakamura and Cesaro. Everyone was kind of brawling. Nakamura and Cesaro, they turn around and they go, Hah! oh, oh. I, don't, I, I don't want to hit you. Uh, you know, respect between each Oh man, that's really, mm, we're on different sides, but every man for himself but not against you you're you're my you know you're my tag partner you're my brother so we came back from the ad break and it was nakamura and cesaro wrestling like nothing was happening they were the first two legal men like how can you get uh, it look,
1: so wrong hey man they play by the rules they'll only fight each other if it's within the rules although cesaro and nakamura were brawling with everyone else when it wasn't the rules yeah so i was trying to think of a way to illustrate my feelings Mm-hmm. Um, while watching all this uh, and then I was scrolling through the images that WWE posted last night and they posted a picture of Big E looking like he was having an existential crisis during a clothesline mm-hmm. look Ooh. at his face Oh yeah that is he, he is, is incredibly so bored. bored by yeah. this clothesline it is one of the greatest photos ever taken of any human <laughs> I love it. He's just, <laughs> he's just oh. Why am I having to do I, this? This is so dumb. I'll hit him. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that wasn't the end of it. You're thinking, Ooh. oh, man, three yeah. on three. That's that's a lot of people coming to this match. But you, and... know, hey, you, you know what, though? It was really
2: stupid up to that point, but it's three on three. And the six of them that were in there, I really like all of them. Biggie, yeah. Daniel Bryan, and Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles, Sami Zayn,
1: and Cesaro. That's great, but, awesome. But then, carrying on their tradition of just being annoying, um, out come the Miz and John Morrison, and uh, attack people. So this was based off a backstage segment earlier where
2: Biggie was with Sonya Deville. For some reason, trying to bribe her. Why is that a thing that's happening where baby faces just try to bribe Sonia Deville? I don't understand. Miz and Morrison then just came in, said some stuff to Biggie, and Biggie was like, "Girl." and then they fought. I, like.
1: Do you not think that okay. Biggie was trying to do a deal with the Deville?
2: Shut up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Yeah, and then and then they fought backstage for a bit, and then that was it. So that was to breed the tension between Miz and Morrison and Big E, which was based on nothing, which was supposed to, you know, pay off in the main event. So Miz and Morrison come out. They cause another DQ on this match. Mm -hmm. Everyone starts brawling again. Every man for himself, apart from when it's babyfaces versus heels, because then Otis comes out, and then the commentary were like, oh yeah, do you remember when Otis didn't like Miz and Morrison. Uh, That's why he's coming out. Yeah, go do that. (laughs) Otis came out and started brawling and mixing it up with everyone. And then you'll never guess what they did next. Another multi-man tag match. Five on four, everybody. Five
1: on on four. Because there aren't enough baby faces, basically.
2: Yeah. Except it wasn't five on four, though, was it? Apparently. Even though it definitely was five on four. And they were having a match five on four because then someone else came out. Here's that run-in button. Let's press that again. Here comes Seamus from Raw. Why are you here? You have no involvement in anything that's happening in this main event right now. You're just here because you are. And he came out and he got on the, the apron and then was allowed to make a legal tag in the match. Why? You are not part of this match. You should not get a legal tag. The referee should have been like, what are you,
1: DQ? What are you doing? But in no, they just let him in. Of, in terms of brands, yeah, we have. So we had AJ, Miz, mm-hmm. Morrison, Sheamus. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone else from Raw? I mean, by the end of the show, yes. Yeah, no, but so in but in this match was it was it six SmackDown four Raw? Yes. Right. Okay. And <laughs> is, is that so? That's allowed though, isn't it? Because it's four is a, is is the number, isn't it? Four people. No, no. Are allowed.
2: That's the wildcard rule you're thinking of there. There's no <laughs> limits on the the quarterly brand to brand invitations, so I believe anyway. That's right. just like people can show up, right? Anyway,
1: I, I, I like the idea that the people are sort of sitting at home and then they get a letter through the post. Mm-hmm. To say, you are hereby invited to SmackDown. By the way, you can just you can, you can literally turn up whenever. Also, it's, it's an called invitation.
2: an invitational. Yeah. An invitation suggests be
1: invited. Well, yeah, an invitation suggests that they know they're going to be there, and they've been written into the show, not just turning up at random times, because an invitation would suggest that they know when they should be there, because that's what an invitation is. It has a date and a time. (laughs) Not just SmackDown, right? I'll be there when I fancy it. I Um, laugh
2: so much at this show, at this main event especially. This was so stupid. But anyway, yeah, came out, right? Seamus came out got on the apron got a tag in for some reason that was allowed and the baby faces were like oh yeah we like Seamus. let's tag him in despite you know biggie and Seamus having a feud you know let's not forget that sure let's have Seamus come in he runs wild for a bit everyone does that thing where they do one move on each other in sequence and then it comes down to Sami Zayn and Seamus, who were the legal men supposedly Seamus, legal man uh sheamus is a bro kick and wins um how can he win? He's not in the match. But immediately before you can even register that the match is over, Miz and Morrison start beating down on Sheamus for some reason. And then everyone starts brawling yet again, every man for himself.
1: And then it- Vaughn's comes out. So. I get I do get the idea behind the match. I know it was stupid and I know it was poorly executed because it was, it just felt like you couldn't actually concentrate on anything because it just kept being changed. But I do get what they were trying to get across mm-hmm. because it's the rumble tomorrow, because they were going, look how chaotic it is when so many people in the ring tune in on Sunday for this kind of chaotic action where you mm-hmm. just don't know who's going to be appearing. It could be something yeah. from SmackDown. It could be something from Raw. So I get what they were trying to do. Absolutely. Yes. But it didn't work for me at all
2: not even a little bit no it was it was nonsensical it wasn't chaotic it was nonsensical that's the difference Hmm. um but anyway braun Strowman came out at the very end after everyone was still brawling he came out beat up everyone and stood tall he's another raw superstar if you keep in count by the way um so the last time we saw him he was getting suspended by adam pierce and I'm pretty sure, I, I don't quote me on this, because I'd have to go back and check the episode, but I'm pretty sure that the commentary pointed out and said, the last time we saw him, he was getting suspended by Adam Pierce. And I'm pretty sure one of them just said, I guess he's back.
1: Sure. That, that's storytelling. I, I,
2: I guess he's back. But I, also, that's the explanation. That's all the explanation you need.
1: As a WWE official, could it possibly have been Adam Pierce who invited Braun? Uh, I mean, it might have been. So he's just got a really short memory. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like... And obviously, and this, is, this isn't this is a comment on Braun because uh, as far, far as I know, he's an admirable man, but it was a bit like when Lars Sullivan returned and I was just like, oh, right, okay. I, big I man saw, with beard going... I, I saw Braun come back and I was like...
2: Oh, wow. I have not missed you Like, at all. Yeah.
1: But I, like, I'm not. I,
2: I didn't even register he was gone, really.
1: I'm 100% not comparing Braun to Lars Sullivan in terms of no. their actual what they're like outside the ring. But my reaction to their return was sort of oh, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 He, he is. And it's just because the way he's been booked, because sometimes Braun is booked perfectly and he's brilliant mm-hmm. to watch. And I love watching him. But recently, he's just his old.
0: Roar, I am big angry
1: man and I will hit anyone yes. um, that's he looks his... in very good shape I'll give him that yes, he looks, looks
2: in very good shape
1: in wonderful shape but yeah. this is simply for Sunday where he will run wild for a bit and then not win
2: but what if he does though and Goldberg wins the WWE Championship rematch from Wrestlemania 36 mate
1: that long story See, rivalry I don't think Braun... I don't think Goldberg would agree to another match with Braun, given given his comments in the past about That's not true. being ready for yes. someone like Braun physically. Um, um, yeah.
2: So that was like the, the end of the show. And yeah. that left a real sour taste in my mouth, because that whole main event segment was rubbish. And even if you take aside the quarterly, brand-to-brand, invitational, even if you just accept that that is a thing that exists and you're okay with it, the match still doesn't make any sense. Like, it it still is rubbish, way overbooked. And, on a personal note, it wasn't Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles in a singles match, which should have been fantastic.
1: Yeah, it it is this thing that WWE does which is just endlessly not delivering... Um, On promises, false, false advertising. So
2: well in the last few weeks.
1: Yeah, but but they've done this on Raw a few times, and it's the thing is they'll go look. The match started, therefore we weren't lying. But no, you were lying because you had no intention of giving us this thing that you advertising, which would have been really good to watch. And I know that it wouldn't have made a lot of sense in terms of a go home angle for a Royal Rumble show because why on earth have you just got Brian against AJ? But I would have enjoyed watching it and I would have felt much better at the end of the show and I would have been like, okay, that didn't make sense. But actually, what they did instead didn't make sense anyway. So, why not just have a singles match?
2: The thing is, with a singles match between Brian and AJ, I still think that makes sense in the context of the Rumble because these are two of the, you know, the the... On WWE programming, these are two of the favorites to win of Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. They've both been pushed pretty heavily on SmackDown and Raw. Bryan, not so much, but he's still been very much, you know, very vocal about his uh, commitment to win the Rumble. AJ's been getting a lot of momentum going into it. Even if you'd have had Bryan versus Styles, which got changed to include Cesaro and Nakamura in like a fatal four-way or something like that. And these are like, these are your four big favorites going into the Rumble. That still makes perfect sense to me. It doesn't have to be. Look at all the people we've got. Isn't it going to be crazy on Sunday? Branding, branding, branding. 29 other men. Feet touch the floor. Road to WrestleMania. It's the same all the time. And I'm still, I'm still looking forward to the Rumble because it's going to be a Rumble, right? I'm sure it will still be fine. Even without the fans, they're going to have the, the audio of it anyway. I'm, I'm sure it will still be an exciting time. But man... I was laughing at this show several times, and really not in a good way. This was like this is nonsensical. Quite honestly, batshit crazy, and it was just.
1: I, edit that out.
2: No, I'm not going to edit it out. I, I, it's. Ju- it wasn't good. It wasn't good.
0: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
1: The rest of the show was fine. So should we hmm. talk about that?
2: Yeah, let's let's talk about the rest of the show. The rest of the show was okay. So yeah, we had that opening promo with Brian and and Styles. Uh, we then got uh, a recap of Bailey and Bianca in the obstacle course from last week. Uh, Kayla Braxton then announces again backstage that it is the quarterly to Brand Invitational, and then she has a promo with Bailey backstage. Bailey, I thought, cut a really good promo here. Um, it was it was short and sweet, but it got the point across of her just being like i'm gonna beat bianca she sucks but it was it was very well delivered and obviously a bit more eloquent than that um was yeah. very good
1: yes it was good and the match that followed was was equally good um as you would imagine from these two if given mm-hmm. if, they, if they're given a bit of time they're obviously gonna gonna have uh, a good match um yeah but it was just a bit of a weird payoff to this I'm assuming this feud is now over. Now that it's the Royal Rumble,
2: yeah, because it seems like this this would have resulted on you know on a different pay per view cycle. This would have resulted in a singles match on pay per view, but yeah. because it's the Rumble and they're in it, they're like, well, I guess we'll have the singles match on the SmackDown before. I personally yeah. would have liked the payoff to have been Bianca eliminating Bailey in the Rumble. Yeah. I mean, that, that might still happen, but it feels like we've already got the payoff, so it won't be as quite like a big yeah, moment I'd,
1: kind of thing. I'd be more worried that Bailey's now going to eliminate Bianca as a kind of 50-50. Mm, yes. But um, the match was good. The promo was good. I didn't like Bianca's reaction to winning because yeah. her her, pro, her her gimmick is that she believes that she's the best and that she goes out and proves that she's the best so when she wins she should be like well yeah i'm the best that's kind of the point of me not mm-hmm. oh my god i can't believe i won that that is crazy I, oh, i'm i'm overcome this is amazing I, i'm so thankful it's like it's like what what are you doing this I- isn't your character yeah,
2: I understand what they were trying to do with like her her chronicle, um being humble that, and stuff. Yeah, and she's she's very humble, she's overcome a lot to get to where she is. That's great and they were trying to play off that kind of real life um uh overcoming obstacles and stuff in mm. her character, but it doesn't work being the EST at the same time because she is she's very likable and charismatic, but she is a bit more on the arrogant side. Not yeah. and it's not like in a in a in a negative way, but she's just like I know who I am. I know I'm I know I'm the best. I want to prove that. I would like to wrestle people and prove that I am the best. So when she wins, she should be like, great, cool, good victory, nice. Not,
1: guys, yeah. can, can, can yeah. you believe that?
2: I'd just be Bailey. <laughs> Crazy.
1: Yeah. And the reaction would have been a much more kind of, I would have accepted it much more if it had been at in a big match at Mania, Royal Rumble, at one of the big shows, yeah. and not just... The second segment on a random episode of SmackDown.
2: Yeah, like, or if, or if she was brand new on the roster, if this was like yeah. her call-up match, and they go Bianca Belair is here, and she's fighting Bailey, and she fights yeah. Bailey, she goes, "Oh my god, what a debut!" All right, guys,
1: because she smashed that out that that obstacle course last week. She mm-hmm. had all of the promos that she's done, all the video packages are like, "Look how strong I am! Look how Im- physically impressive and athletic I am!" And then you can't then win a match and be surprised that you won it.
2: Yeah. It's like, that's yeah. not the
1: point of her. But anyway, we're getting, we're being negative. Um, I, I've picked Bianca to win the Rumble mm-hmm. tomorrow. I don't think she will, but I've, I've <laughs> genuinely, I've genuinely gone with what I want to happen. Mm-hmm. On bridge, which is probably quite stupid given that I'm losing predictions um, I I have gone with the opposite
2: of what I want to happen because I've gone with all the most pessimistic picks in the world I've gone for Brock Lesnar to win the mens and I've gone for Charlotte Flair to win the women's yeah
1: and by the way there is still time to put in your uh uh predictions for uh League tomorrow the new season starts with the Royal Rumble so head over to Ru Talks patreon and join in on that five dollar yeah. and above backers
2: compete against all our other patron backers and us as well in a big big old table with everyone competing it's going to be great um we had a very quick backstage segment where cesaro walked up to aj and went hello there was no audio with it it was just them having a chat because i suppose that sets up the main event of cesaro and aj teaming right guys continuity what what a build yeah uh, something that I didn't quite like as much as the Bianca Bailey stuff, back to the negativity we go, is uh, King Corbin versus Dominic Mysterio. So, again, same match as last week, but there was a story going into it. So Dominic Mysterio, as much as it doesn't make sense last week, Dominic Mysterio wanted to do things his way, and his way was fighting fairly and losing. So Ray was like, you can do it your way, but if it doesn't work out, we're going to do things my way because I'm the I'm the dad of the family, right? So we're going to do things my way. So this week, King Corbin makes his entrance, Dominic Mysterio then attacks Corbin from behind during his entrance. Very much a heel move to do. No like exterior stimulus for that. Corbin beat him clean last week, no interference, no funny business, no nothing. Sure they have a load of history of Corbin messing with the family, but that's not happened in ages. On recent on recent terms, dominic has like no reason to attack him from behind here but he does it anyway i'm assuming this is forever babyface massive underdog ray mysterio's way of doing things right
1: yeah so what i more read into is this is that ray said we're gonna do it my way dominic went yeah, yeah totally and then because he's a young hothead he then jumped the gun and went, no, do you know what? I'm not waiting. Shut up, dad. You're a big loser. I'm going for it. I think that's a great
2: way to read it. If Rey Mysterio wasn't then on commentary and said, yeah, we're doing things my way. Like, th- uh, yeah. <laughs> that would have made a lot of sense if if he'd attacked Corbin from behind and then Rey came out and was like, hey, what are you doing? We said we were going to do things my way. Come on, son. You know, whatever. They didn't do that. Dominic attacked Corbin. They went to an ad break. Come back from the ad break. They have a match, and in Rey series and commentary being like, "I'm really proud of my son. You know, I'm. I'm just think he's going to do really well here."
1: It's just like, maybe he wasn't watching at the start. Yeah, may-
2: maybe, maybe he wasn't watching. Um, but then, eye. yes. But then they continued doing Ray's way, which was also fighting fairly and then losing um, because Corbyn just won clean again.
1: Um, at then we going to go. Match, do you know what, Dad? I don't think your way's working, mate.
2: Or his way, maybe Dominic's yeah. just bad. I don't know. Um, but uh, and then after the match, Corbin wins. He gets out the ring. Ray gets up from commentary and goes to get in the ring to look after Dominic. Everyone being quite respectful. Corbin then tries to attack Ray for some reason. I'm not quite sure why. Maybe he's just being a heel. But mm-hmm. he just tried to like pick him up, and then Ray countered it and like pushed him into the steps. And 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 then that was it. And he got in the ring and just left Corbin to it. I guess and then went to go check on Dominic. And I was like, "What? why didn't any of that happen? What's the... Huh? Mm. I was very confused about this whole thing. Mm. Whose way are they doing? Why is both their way the same? What's Corbin got to do with any of this? Where are the Knights of the Lone Wolf? What happened to them as well? I-
1: they were... Uh I don't know. Where was anyone? The people who were supposed to be on the show weren't on the show. The people who weren't on the show... Was supposed to be on the show. I don't know if I said the same thing twice there.
2: You did say the same thing twice, but that's okay. Um, Crazy, yeah, it was w- weird that one. Uh, then we got that backstage bit of Biggie trying to bribe Sonya Deville to tell him, uh, for her to tell him his Rumble entry
1: spot. Would you say that he was doing a deal with a Deville? Oh my
2: god, you can't be doing that twice. Uh, we then got the announcement, our favorite part of the show. They told us that. On WWE Backstage tomorrow, it's going to be Natalia versus Tamina, and the winner gets the number 30 spot in the Women's Royal Rumble.
1: So I was writing a news piece about this for the website this morning.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Oh, it was so hard not to go, What the hell are you doing? <laughs> Like, so the number thirty spot. I know it's yeah. had joke entrance before, like our truth and stuff like that. But there's a meeting where they go right number thirty spot. Either big return, surprise, or basically just one of our really big stars. Because like, it, it like Finn Balor a couple of years ago. We go, like, oh wow, crazy mm-hmm. Finn Balor. So, <laughs> and then they go, right. So first of all, they promised to reveal who number 30 in the men's match was. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the two opening entrants in the women's match. So they've yep. just gone back on that decision anyway. I mean, um, they they might still reveal number 30 yeah, in the men's and but, one and two in the women's and
2: now number 30 in the women's as well.
1: Yeah. And then they go, right. So we need to decide. So, right. Are we, it could if, so Ronda's coming back. Yeah, we could do Ronda, but we won't obviously won't tell anyone about Ronda coming back.
0: Mm-hmm. Or we
1: could do like a returning um, legend, Trish Stratus, someone like that. Yeah. Um we could do a call or... up, someone like yeah. Rhea Ripley or someone like that. Yeah, yeah, someone someone who's been injured, an NXT star. Mm-hmm. And they go, "What? Who are the two most boring people we know?" <laughs> and then they go, oh, "Right, okay, yeah, that sounds good," and. Are we gonna put this on SmackDown? So that they can so it's got some kind of stakes. No, let's put it on a show that no one watches. I'm sorry, Renee Young. I think you're amazing. And I think all the people I think Backstage was a was a fine show. But this match has happened. Like are they gonna just cut to a match? Is it gonna be live in the studio?
2: I don't know. Is it Are going they, to be like a 24-7 title? Where it, they just is it going to be right a wrestling
1: run? match? Are they going to play, like, Connect Four for this thing? <laughs> but, yeah, so whoever wins this match is number 30. Yeah. And the only way, the only way that this could make any sense, I've decided, is if Natalia wins and is then attacked by Ronda mm-hmm. on the way down because they've got their history. Natalia's yeah. trained Ronda. Natal- yeah. Ronda comes back as just a complete badass who just beats everyone up. Yeah. Because if Tamina Snooker is number 30, <laughs> can, you, can you imagine a, if there was a crowd here and Tamina oh Snooker was number 30? It'd be, yeah! And then turn 9, 8, eh. And then whatever her music hits, it would go, uh, huh? <laughs> all the life would be sucked out of it. I'm not saying Tamina's a bad person. From everything, all the interviews I've seen, she seems like a lovely person. But my God, could you pick anyone more boring <laughs> to be number 30? I like how you said you were going to be the positive one on this. I'm sorry, but this is just beyond beyond me. Okay. It could be anyone. It could be anyone. Also, Brook instead.
2: Anyway, also just to add to your frustrations here, what have they done to deserve in K What have they done to deserve getting the number 30 spot? The number 30 spot is in K fame, you know, the most coveted spot that anyone would want. What have they done to potentially qualify
1: for that? And neither of them are going to win the match. So what's Probably. the point? Probably. Um, what if no, tamina then, wins then then i will be her biggest fan but <laughs> because it'd be so funny but does, does w expect us to be watching this match going oh my god Ooh, oh 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 near fall oh man oh she's got her in the sharpshooter is she gonna tap no, no, no one's gonna be sitting there watching this everyone's sitting there going why is this match happening
2: why because I haven't number? seen a that's single the person.
1: Bit get over. The bit I can't get
2: over, it's for it's for the number thirty spot. What how how are those two like I done
0: know that in,
1: in terms of actual careers, these two have probably been with W for pretty much the longest out of anyone yeah. on the current roster. So I guess they're I guess that's what they're doing. There they are. They are the veterans. In
2: the spot. Is that what it is?
1: Yeah. To me. The legend, the legend Tamina Snooker. Trailblazer. The former 24 7 champion. Yeah. We've spoken for way too long about that.
2: But anyway, after that was another weird segment, which was Sasha Banks was backstage. For some reason, she seems to have taken Carmella's gimmick because she was all like dressed up and pretty. And she was walking like super like seductively and she liked hugged Calisto, and she was like flicking her hair back and all that stuff. And then Reginald, the Carmella's sommelier. Um, I love that Reginald is now the focal point of this feud, not Carmella or Sasha Banks, but let's go with it. Reginald comes up and says, oh, I have some wine for you. It's from Carmella. She told me to get you the best wine that goes with losing a championship. Haha, <laughs> sick burn sasha banks then kind of sort of flirts with him a bit right mm. she's like running her hand across him and she's flicking her hair back and all that stuff and it, it's supposed to all go into like the the one the one line where she just cuts back to being the boss and she says this one thing and she does that and she says you know we we're, we're, uh, you know are you available for hire I think you're really great um maybe you could get Carmella the best wine that goes with a broken jaw okay, cool, That that that's your one line. But then she starts flirting with him again and then walks off. And I was like, what's your character? I'm so confused. Why are you Carmella now?
1: This episode, yeah.
2: you really question a lot of things if you can't tell.
1: Yeah, I... I...
2: <sighs> like... Like, don't get me wrong. Sasha's always been very, like, um, glamorous. She always comes out lots of, like, really amazing outfits, and she always looks incredible, like, when she comes out. But she's never been, like, seductive or tried to flirt with people. That's never been her character.
1: (sighs) Yeah. And why was Reginald so cool with it, given that she beat him up last week? I don't know. I don't know. I... (sighs) And has this match been made official for Sunday yet? Nope.
2: I don't know, man. I don't know.
1: So, uh, Reigns and Owens. Yeah. Re-
2: Reigns and Let's Owens. Let's
1: get on to the, the thing that was good before we get out of here.
2: They had their final showdown. Mm.
0: Is what
2: they um, which is I could have sworn, again, I'm probably wrong here. I could have sworn they said, in ring tonight, their final showdown. It was not in ring. Uh, They had a promo via satellite, two separate rooms, like split screen, talking to each other type thing. Um, I would have thought it would have been better to have a physical thing as the go-home angle. Having said that, this promo was bloody fantastic. I loved this promo. I thought it was great because Reigns just was like pushing owens's buttons the whole time just playing that like antagonistic character so so well and just yeah. saying like you know let's talk about your family and owen owens repeatedly was just like i mean you can but just be very careful what you're saying just just so you know maybe don't go yeah.
1: there cuz again it's that sort of bully thing where what what bullies often do is they won't like Sort of be direct, but they know how they know how to sort of provoke their victim, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's almost like that kind of big brother thing where you yeah. where you annoy a little your sibling by just doing doing. You know exactly what annoys them because you've been with their like they've been wrestling together for so long. These guys, Roman knows what gets that uh, what what gets Kevin Owens pissed off. And he just played it perfectly. it wasn't like I hate your wife your wife sucks it's should we talk about your family Kevin because yeah. and then yeah yeah
2: it, I, I, it's and so he was foul,
1: but it's you know exactly what what what's sort of going on in Kate in Owens sort of k mind
2: yes exactly yeah and Reigns was just saying like look I'm just trying to understand like wh- what causes you to never Stop, like, why do you keep fighting even though you know you can't win? Because I'm thinking it's something like, you know, did your dad raise you wrong? Like, and it's just like, it just like changes instantly. And he's like, well, that means you know, your father must've been a fool. And if your father was a fool, then I guess your grandfather was a fool. And it was like the whole, based off the promo that Kevin Owens did last week, where he's got his, uh, both his grandfather's um, tattooed, uh, initials tattooed on his knuckles and all that stuff. Like, it, and, was, it was so good.
1: And it worked doubly because the whole story that roman is playing is like his his sort of his heritage of Mm. like his father before him was a great man and his father before him and he is leading this this new dynasty yeah so the whole it's all about family this and i know that's one of vince's favorite things but these two are actually making it work this isn't oh no if i don't have a job i won't be able to provide for my family this is no this is this is honor
2: yeah. Wow. And the thing is, it's it's so it's well documented how much these two care about their families and how much they mm. fight for their families and things like that. Family is an, an integral part of both of their characters. So it works perfectly for this feud. Both of them I thought were fantastic. Kevin Owens gets fired up at the end just get, just having enough of Reigns' bullying essentially and just loses it, throws his chair away and just screams down the camera at Reigns just being like I'm going to be the last man standing and you know you're not going to insult my family anymore and all that stuff. It was a brilliant brilliant promo loved it for both of them i'm really looking forward to their match i think it's going to be great genuinely can't wait for it um and then after that we had a video package for drew mcintyre versus goldberg Mm, this was a raw episode and then we had that main event that we spoke about earlier yes so overall i thought this was a bad show um, there was some good stuff in it. I really liked Bianca Belair and Bailey, though I didn't like Bianca's reaction to winning, which is a minor thing, basically based on the match. Really liked Reigns versus Kevin Owens. Didn't really like too much else on this show, so I gave it a two out of four.
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't really understand. I agree with everything there. I didn't really understand why Biggie was making a deal with the Devil. Um, but that, huh? there you go. I mean, I, al- I almost hes- i almost hesitate to give it a two but like
0: wow be- okay be- because it,
1: because it was so dumb but yeah i am yeah. going to give it a two um because i because it wasn't actively damaging it mm. wasn't like god oh, this is the worst thing ever it was just this is really strange it doesn't yeah. make sense but i think ju- judging by reaction not from fans, as we can see on our on our Twitter poll, you can still go over mm. there and um and, and have a look at how people voted. Forty four percent of people thought it was a good show, but yeah. then you can see that a lot of people didn't like it, and more people thought it was awful than thought it was excellent. Yes. Um. So, because I can understand what they were doing, what they were trying to do, mm-hmm. then I that that's why I'm giving it a two, but um yeah it was it just didn't it didn't work yeah. for me
2: it just wasn't very good and the thing is it i don't think it's a one out of four show personally because it's not like anyone looked terrible coming out of it everyone kind of maintained their star power and all that stuff coming out of it, it was just nonsensical it just everyone was just kind of doing things for no reason um yeah it It's a bad show. I didn't really like this one, guys. SmackDown, the last two weeks, has not been great. Last week's was fine. Not up to SmackDown standards. This one was a bad show. So I'm hoping with the Rumble, they can turn things around um, because they, they really need to. It's been such a good show for so long. They need to get back on track again. I really hope this isn't the beginning of the end for SmackDown. Pretty please don't let it be. All right, I've got a couple emails here, um, mm-hmm. Mr. Datsun. I've got one here from Eli talking about embarrassing crush stories, oh, which lovely. is genuinely becoming my new favorite thing um, to do on this podcast. Um, if, if you have any stories, if you're if you, you listening to the podcast, if you have any stories of when you were a bit younger and a bit more naive, potentially doing really stupid stuff to try and impress someone that you liked at the time, this this is the kind of stories we're looking for so email them in to support at wrestletalk.com and then i get read out on the show
1: was it was it ben last week who did the fish fingers and stuff yes that yeah. sound, sounds about right yeah so yes. uh luke actually read that one out to ollie as well on the on the ball podcast and they hmm. they had a good chuckle uh, about right, no. that. Luke Luke was under the impression that he was stealing that email from us. Little did he know, we'd already read it out. And what? he had just shot on us about not no longer being the most listened to podcast uh, in the WrestleTalk uh, family. Mm-hmm. And then he was saying, oh, I always listen to the SmackDown podcast. And then he reread an email. So clearly, he doesn't. He doesn't. So, he's a big shooting, fat liar. Shooting on Luke. But anyway, what
2: is Eli's story? And if he's listening to it, yeah, Luke. Yeah. Yeah. Screw you, man. You suck. Yeah, got him. Eli emails in to say, I wanted to share... Show- oh, hypie and Andy. I wanted to share an embarrassing crush story that kind of turned out okay. My first crush in college, I saw her in a stage play and she was the lead. The male lead got to kiss her. And I oh. immediately thought... I know what to do. I auditioned multiple times for shows she was in and eventually got, once I got cast in something significant, she transferred schools and I didn't even know. I did eventually kiss the other actor, but it wasn't the same. Not as embarrassing because I wasn't trying to impress her, but I found out I like theater and acting. So thank you. I'm sure I can think of another as I've, as I've had lots of swings and a lot of misses. Thanks for reading and I can't wait to hear other stories. That sounds about right. If you like someone, let's dedicate my entire life just to, on the off chance of potentially having to kiss her in a
1: play. Eh, it works. Checks out. Why not? And this is crazy. But I just met you. So call me. No, why not? Because the thing is, like, I, I get that it's a sort of big gesture. Not, mm-hmm. it's not really just because she has no idea that you're doing it so that doesn't no, it it's just for the off
2: chance of kissing them it's not about yes. like you know and
1: also if she's a professional she's not gonna be thinking oh great i get a kiss eli mm-hmm. it's oh i,
2: I think i think you're
1: missing the point. Auditioning for a lot of the male leads
2: <laughs> i i i think you're missing the part where
1: people are young and stupid mm. um because that's what people do yeah, I mean, no, I, I, I was definitely, definitely like that, but I, and I, I never went as far as auditioning for a play. I, I think I would have tried to talk to her outside of like the realms of theater first, and if that I didn't think. work, maybe I'd. But also, did you think that you would be in a play, and then you'd be on stage, you'd kiss, and she'd go, "Oh man, that was amazing." Oh, you know hey, what? Through you never this, know through this theater. Let's go on a date.
2: Hey, man! You never know. You never know. It might just be two people cast in a show, and suddenly, oh my god, that kiss they're sharing on stage is really like intimate. They have a load of chemistry. Oh my god, that's crazy, etc. Mm. Um, yeah, it, you know what? That's not the dumbest thing I've heard. We've heard someone uh, bury themselves under fish fingers in a freezer in a supermarket, that's true.
0: That's and I'd true. say
2: that's-, that's way more dumb than trying to get and a kiss I- by a replay. Actually-
1: um there was a guy in my school uh called robert prince who was when i was in year seven so when i was 11 he was in year 11 so he was 16 and he was dating the female lead in the play and wow. they kissed in it so it's not i mean i think he was dating her before they kissed it wasn't it wasn't like well we should probably start dating if we're going to do this
2: yeah, exactly. Just to get the chemistry right on the play,
1: it's all for yeah, the play, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank
2: you for the email, Eli. And I'm sorry that Andy doesn't understand how feelings work. Um, we've got another one here from uh, from Jack the Moy Sensation, regular emailer in. Um, yeah, he says, "Good afternoon, gentlemen. It's Jack the Moy Sensation. I hope you are well and enjoyed watching SmackDown as much as we're enjoying listening to you guys talk about it. No, uh, but let's talk about love. <laughs> oh, here we go." Now I've always been a hit with the ladies. Actually, that's a lie. When I was a teenager, I was petrified of rejection, so relegated myself to the friend zone and tried in vain to get noticed. It rarely worked, as people could see that I was quite obviously damaged by my home life and I would make a terrible boyfriend. When I was 15, I was out with a group of friends. One dude threw a girl's shoe in a pond, and I thought I'd play the hero and get it, so I dove in. The pond was stagnant and the shoe had sunk to the five-foot depths. Search though I might, I couldn't find the shoe and I was sodden in stinky rat water hacking up and con- uh, subsequently swallowing uh, chunks of lunch so nobody would notice whilst trying to keep a straight face. What's worse was when my head bobbed above the surface all I could hear was the sound of them flirting. Turned out she had plenty of shoes and uh, wait, turns out she had plenty of shoes and crush and the shoe thrower.
1: Mm-hmm. And was crushing on the shoe thrower, I guess.
2: Probably, yes. And uh, I walked <laughs> home with mud, scuzz, and rat feces solidifying in my long, curly hair, looking like a mix between the Swamp Thing and old Greg from the Mighty Boosh, wondering where it all went wrong. Needless to say, I didn't get that kiss, but it wouldn't take long for my luck to change. That uh, This isn't how I got my moist moniker, by the way. Congrats on the Quizmomania win, Andy. Congrats on the future Jamble win, Pete. Hell yeah, you better win. I have a fiver riding on this. Stay what now? Also, stay choppy, lads. Thank you very much, mate. Thank you for the email, Jack. That's hilarious. I That's... love the thought of that. Someone be like, no, it is my darling shoe. I must rescue it. And you dive into a pool being a superhero. That's amazing. Well,
1: the the thing is, the fact that you put your head up and they were just having a chat mm. suggests that either they didn't realize that you jumped in after this thing. Or
2: I mean, I or he'd been know. down there for hours.
1: Yeah, be, or you lived there already, and you were like, "Ooh, shoot. Um, that." I mean, that's that is going to another level. To that's great. Impress someone. That's exactly
2: the kind of stories I want. When you just do really stupid things to try and impress uh, someone, it's great.
1: Just be reassured by the fact that you aren't stooping to the levels of throwing a shoe into a pond to try and impress someone. Yeah, that's much worse. Because you're depriving them of an article of clothing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, she's either going to have to hop home or have a really uncomfortable foot. Yeah. Uh, Or maybe, actually, he carried her in his arms all the way home, which is more romantic. But, I mean, I'm not speaking for, for my partner, but if I threw her clothes into a lake and went, ha, 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 ha. I don't think she'd be like, wow, that's sexy.
2: Yeah, no, I I, fact, I don't I'm think so it'd be so very stupid. well appreciated. But you no, never no, know yeah. how... No,
1: no, she's, giving me the, she's giving me the thumbs down.
2: Oh, that's unfortunate. Hi. Yeah. I was about to say her name then, but... No, no, you're not allowed, was, allowed to do that. Not,
1: not, allowed, no. not allowed to do that, but hello.
2: Um, What was I going to say? Uh, You've made me lose my train of thought now. Yes,
1: yeah, because you're thinking I about my girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. It happens, don't weird. worry. It doesn't sound weird at all, that. I can change the subject if you like. It's
2: fine, because well, we're probably going to have to get out of here anyway, um, because right. we are very short on time today, because we're delayed and all that jazz. So apologies for the shortness of this podcast, but other things are happening. Um, but yes, thank you very much for listening, everyone. We really do appreciate you guys checking this out. We've got the Rumble tomorrow. Um, very exciting. We're going to have our Rumble review on Monday as well with Ollie and Luke. Uh, and then we're going back straight into more content. And I'm sure nothing else is happening next week. Nothing at all. Anywho, uh, see you guys uh, for more episodes sometime soon. Bye-bye.